Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're hitting it in the house for episode 94. Yeah, yeah, boy, the countdown starts. Closing in on that centennial episode. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm planning something fun. We're going to have That's something fun up. for that one, for sure, sure. But yeah, man, I want to give a shout out to uh, Professor Alistair Bear. I've been having a lot of really good social media interactions with him. He's a professor out in uh, Riverside, California. And, you know, I really appreciate it. You know, he gave us a shout out. Put the put the podcast on blast, which he's got a bigger following than us. So, yeah, man. And, you know, I really appreciate that there's uh, an intellectual body that has an appetite for what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really uh, encouraging and uplifting thing. So uh, I really appreciate him. So I wanted to shout shoot him a shout out. Um, Yeah, we'll start out with the the with with the dour note. I want to send a a rest in peace to Sincere Peace and A.J. Coombs, two young black men who were murdered by Cocoa Beach police in florida and um they're trying to cover it up they won't even release the the footage none of the statements of the people who 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 have information about the case are being released it, it it's it's a total travesty and um yeah i just i always want to make it a point when it comes across my table at least to point these things out because i want my audience to at least be informed as to what's going on when it comes to black lives and why we keep on screaming that they matter because every time they murder someone, there's no justice. <laughs> like it's it's murder, and then these police are, are 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 just left to run, you know, and terrorize the community. So I'm doing whatever I can to bring awareness to that in hopes that it'll have a, a greater effect. So definitely rest in peace, young gentlemen. I hope right. that uh hope that there can be justice for these 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 young men. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on from that. You been watching anything this weekend? Um, mostly this weekend, uh, uh, I caught mostly, um, some anime. I did catch nice. a couple of really good, uh, interviews. I'm still in the middle oh, okay. of this one. Um, it's really dope. Bust rhymes interview with your man, mm-hmm. Van Jones. Um, ah, I, I, I purposely <laughs> skipped that one. I just, I just wasn't going to let, I just can't stand Van Jones. Um, it's a, it's a really good interview. Like I, I, I like, he's talking about like, I really like the emphasis on family and he goes into really talking mm-hmm. about like his, um, his parents, his mom and how she helped him with his career. Who Buster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause his mom is, was like a lawyer or something like mm-hmm. that. So when his career took off, she was, um, basically running the whole thing and that's awesome yeah they were talking about how he um how he was r- raising his kids and how mm-hmm. his jamaican influence uh uh was, was or his caribbean influence more than more than anything uh, um had a hand in that and it was pretty dope i'm looking forward to the rest of it because he's talking about some like mm-hmm. real shit that i've never heard buster rhymes talk about like one of the things that i was very uh, i was really sad that i forgot to mention about the ele uh, album was the song with rhapsody where he's yes. speaking from the perspective mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like um despiteful yes. uh, baby mama oh my goodness that was that was such an amazing song and he he talked about how like his that's that song impacted his son and i stuff got like i that. gotta give a shout out to rhapsody yo. Yeah. she's an amazing mc like she is the leading of the female mc school fuck a Nicki minaj fuck a, <laughs> and when i say fuck them i mean just they they don't hold anything to her prowess like okay they have really good record sales it's you can sell a lot of things congratulations but when you're talking about skill and content and ability nah rhapsody is the queen of this of this uh, of this era of female rap period you have a hard time arguing that point with me but yeah sorry i just want to interject that so yeah yeah and um it was uh it was it was pretty dope i also checked out um 
Something that was really interesting, I'm not sure if you're aware, but like The Undertaker is like retiring, retiring. Yes, yes, I saw that. <laughs> and um, uh, for people who are unaware, um, in 2017, when he when when his health was getting really bad, yeah. he decided to finally allow a camera crew to follow him around. And so he turned that into a five-part documentary series called The Last Ride, where oh, you get man. a really, really in-depth I look. I know nothing about him as a person. Exactly. Because he went out of his way to make sure to keep that character locked off, to keep the mystique of the character I love that. I, that's, that's how you do celebrity. You feel me? Oh, that's my That's how you goodness. fucking do celebrity. You so, have a character <laughs> and you have a life. And never the two shall meet other than inside of your own body. You like, stop bringing people from your celebrity life into your private life and then get mad when you got a bunch of fucking dickheads up your ass about your <laughs> private life thank you undertaker for being a good example of that but um it's 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 super dope like as someone who um was a big fan of the attitude era to hear the on bro to hear the undertaker like laugh and make jokes that's weird i've never heard him laugh you feel me it's fucking crazy he also did a hot once too and i watched that it was i definitely checked that out but i can't imagine him eating hot food like that nigga does not look like he could take it You will eat your words. My nigga ate the whole thing without touching um, any of the milk. Okay. Feel me? Undertaker is a thugging dude. That's what's up. Like, that's that's a dude that wrestled with third degree burns before a match. True. True. Feel me? So, um, yeah. So I've just been kind of watching that stuff. But if, if anyone's, if you're, if you, if you like, the the wrestling the wrestling if you, if you like wrestling you fuck with the Undertaker I, the last ride is hold pretty on dope. how do you fuck with wrestling and not fuck with the Undertaker that's a very good question I don't know if that anybody an who doesn't like question. the Undertaker honestly that's, that's from really Paul Bearer days to to this day <laughs> everyone fucks with yeah. the Undertaker real talk that's pretty much universally how it seems like, yeah man that's um, good shit in front and behind the camera backstage and I don't watch a lot of wrestling these days like. Post 2000, I haven't watched yeah, a lot of wrestling, but I all I gotta seen... say is, is that New Day is the best tag team wrestling <laughs> uh, uh, team in the world. Fuck what you heard. I said what That's I said. Funny. Come at me if you want some. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but that it was. It's I'm an amazing. At you, Victor. I'm, I'm pretty sure Victor's gonna. He's gonna be <laughs> tweeting the shit out of me. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that shit's funny. Um, that's awesome, man. Like that actually. I really appreciate that because I didn't watch the hot ones, which I'm not averse to watching. But the Van Jones interview with Busta, I was just so I'm, I'm glad to hear. But I just can't hear. My thing is, is that if I know, like, keep the facade. Like, if if you're playing both sides of this politics thing, that's all good and dandy. Like, I expect that. But once the mask is off, my nigga. Mask is off, bro. You was partying with Jared Kushner. Like you didn't have to do that. That's not playing. That's not. That's not. That's not being open to 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 the current administration. You partied with that nigga. That's your boy. Don't don't nope. We can't be boys no more. And I can't consume your shit no more. Like I'm good. You've lied too much. You've lied way too much. And you don't even know the difference between Beyonce and fucking and uh and Mariah Carey. Like, nah, B. <laughs> Try me. That's funny. But um, that's cool. That's cool. I finally caught it back up with the Mandalorian, nice. which yeah, cause I, I stacked up three episodes. Um, so I'll watch those. And I'll that's probably how I'll carry on the the review of this season. But um see episode two, I just didn't enjoy it. It was a filler <laughs> episode. Um and it wasn't actually it, it progressed the it had maybe five minutes of story progression in it. But the 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 episode itself I just didn't like. 
they had this they had a, a and I, you know what it is it's all just me being a nitpicky jerk like they had a an amphibian like alien that resembled a gecko and they kept calling it a frog and i was like yo that's just, just racist bro like it's clearly not a frog it's a gecko man like why are you that's doing silly. that to it and then there was a running gag because it was trying to get to a, uh, a certain planet because it for it to spawn for it to get its spawn fertilized it has to be in a certain environment and so she tasked Amando to get her there to meet up with her husband to to spawn her brood. Um, and in return, she was going to tell Mando about more Mandalorians. Um, but there was this running gag throughout the, 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 the show where baby Yoda was hungry and he kept eating the eggs. And I'm like, those are babies. Stop having Yoda eat that thing's babies and act like it's okay. It was so uncomfortable to watch. It was just like, yo, this shit is not fun to watch. Like, this was just a weird episode. Bro, that's like, what all happens the jokes in Animal Kingdom, bro. If you don't protect the eggs, they get got. Bro, and then and then Mando kept leaving your baby Yoda with the eggs by himself. And I'm like, you keep seeing him eat the eggs, bro. This shit is weird. And like, even at the end of the episode, the last scene was baby Yoda popped out of eggs, still got one. Ate that bitch. I was like, wow. Wow. Oh, These man. niggas just give no fucks about eating the babies of other species. But then I again, mean, you know. Humans do that shit all the time. What the hell? Yeah, but we don't eat sentient species, bro. Like, those were not just tadpoles. Those were amphibians That's that were going to grow into intelligent beings and a matter of fact the the the, the female gecko was a uh, was an engineer like she That's couldn't speak hilarious. with mando directly and so at one point they crash and she wanted to <laughs> communicate with him so she finds a droid that he had dismantled on his ship and re re uh, uh puts it back together and reprograms it to be a vocalizer so she could talk to him so this is an intelligent species this is not just you know like eating frog legs my g hey man they weren't intelligent enough to protect their eggs, bro. From predators, yeah. goddammit. <laughs> well, it's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda doesn't strike you as no predator. It doesn't nigga. matter. A predator nah, is a that's, predator. That's the you don't get to decide right what there. the predator that's looks the like. Master camouflage. That's, no, but I'm saying that's like, even more. <laughs> they predated on her, man. That's like saying, you're man, even, why does Zebra get my eaten, point. bro? But why does Zebra get eaten? You're further proving my point. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because Yoda doesn't look like a predator, you should absolutely but Mando be prepared. knows, and he's leading her. He's he's over here. I'm talking about the her. lizard. I'm not talking about Mando. But the lizard never saw Baby Yoda eat it. She didn't realize oh, that Baby okay, Yoda was okay. the one eating her babies. Still, protect your eggs. Protect She's your trying eggs. to, nigga. They was getting attacked by arachnids. It was it was flying. It <laughs> was getting shot about. How long had she known Mando for before she asked to protect his eggs? Nah, not very long. But exactly. But, but see, he's a Mandalorian. He's bound by honor, my G. And that's the same thing that she hey, was under the impression fine. of. That's fine. All I'm saying nah, is she did not, not convince do enough me that when people are being lied to, that it's ends. their fault to be getting lied to when the person is actively it fucking. It ain't about that. Even the person it is actively deceiving them, bro. It ain't about that. It is that. about that. That's even, what happened. I'm, but uh, even Mando's if it hiding wasn't, that Yoda eats the babies. But I'm not. Uh, all I'm saying <laughs> is. If you wanted your babies to be okay, you should go through the due diligence. That's to what she's doing. She's doing her due diligence and getting them to the same place. But you yourself said but that she had she barely known the Mando before she asked. That she paid to actually protect them. She, and all I'm Amanda saying agreed, is, she paid him. It's not her fault <laughs> if Mando then goes and relinquishes his oper- his 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 responsibility to protecting her. I'm not that's saying none of that, bro. I'm not saying that's, none of that. All I'm saying is, from my perspective, up. she didn't do enough to protect her babies. Nah, she offloaded them nah, to someone. That, she barely knew. Shit. Nah, nigga, I ain't, I ain't with you on that. Did not you not all. say she just barely knew this dude? But that's why she paid him. It's not like she just barely knew him, asked him for a favor. She barely knew him, and then said, I have something you want. 
You have an ability I need. Can we barter? He could have said no. And if she's if he said no and she still decided to do it, then that's one thing. But no, he accepted the job. He's a Mandalorian, what she knows of him. She's you know what I mean? Like, damn, dude. Like people in desperation don't deserve to be exploited. I never I'm not that's saying that. What happened. I'm not saying that's that. That's literally what happened. I'm speaking of this one specific this issue specific with case. this one character. She was desperate and she needed something people. from him and he exploited her to feed I, her babies that, to, to Yoda. That's fucked up. That's all finally good. That's fucked but up. all I'm saying is <laughs> if you want to protect your kids do a little bit more research before you hire who you're going to use to protect them. I will go ahead and say that you are being flippant. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I mean, because that is that is crazy, especially especially when your due diligence can only go but so far. Like okay. we don't live in this agree to no, disagree. Man. No agree to creature disagree. lives in the world by themselves, dog. <laughs> like and if you are and if I get you, man. I was joking in this silly place. anyway. God damn. Nah, I mean, nah, I was joking. I don't even care that much. Like, look, I feel you. God damn. Nah, <laughs> I don't just, give a fuck about the alien. Like, honestly, I'm not the type of person to say that. I would outside of this context, I would never ever say that. Right, so that's clearly not what <laughs> okay. I'm trying to say. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't know that nigga. I don't know you arguing for the for Mando letting them baby out to eat it. It was a joke know. that didn't go over. It's cool. We could keep going. <laughs> no, nah, but um, that episode was, was was hitherto. They eventually get out of their adventure and they move on to the next episode where they actually get to the world where he was trying to transport her to, and then shit picks up. Episode uh, three and four were very interesting. So Mando, uh, Mando meets up with the other group of Mandalorians that are on this world. And uh, it turns very sideways for him. Because the first thing that these Mandalorians do, once again, is they, they save him and then they take their helmets off. So this thing is immediately standoffish. She's like, y'all not Mandalorians. What is going on? And so they, they start looking at each other like, oh, he's one of those. So evidently, the sect of Mandalore, uh, Mandalorian culture that Mando is from, is an is a extremist group. It's not a it's not the normal sect of Mandalore that people in the universe have come to know. His sect are extremists, and so that's why they they have such strict rules. And if you oh, disobey the rules, you're out. And you you never let anyone hold Beskar. You never let anyone have a Mandalorian armor. Like, that kind of stuff, that's only on his end. The other Mandalorians have a far more uh, accepting and, and open view of their warrior culture. And so Mando immediately is like, oh, I got to get away from these niggas. Fuck yeah, these niggas. They not, they, not they not real. And so that whole relationship is really interesting. But I was I was really, like floored by the presentation of Mando and the revelation that he is an extremist. He didn't even know it. You know what I mean? It's like the child of a cult being released into the world and realizing like, oh, wait, that was all wrong? <laughs> or that was or or the things that I thought were were stalwart and 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 pivotal and pinnacle in this this universe were just not true. Like, damn. I wonder how Trump supporters feel. That's some cult shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, by the way, the world as you exist in it isn't real. Like, that's not how any of this goes. Like, none of that takes into any any effect. Like, all of your traditions and customs and random shit that, that, that you think is important to your life, yeah, none of that matters. None of it's that important. And, man, Mando, like, he navigates it really well because he eventually has to join up with them for a mission. 
they they complete the mission, but Mando's definitely not part of the squad. He's definitely freelancing it the whole way through. So that was a Absolutely. really interesting story um, that they uh, that they put into there. But um, there's going to be a lot more exposition between um, Bo Katan and the other uh, Mandalorians because she has a, a, a vendetta against Moth Gideon, and so they're invariably going to run into each other again. They have to. They have to. But um, Mando is is still primarily attempting to to uh, fulfill his goal of getting Baby Yoda to the Jedi. But they were also finding out now that Baby Yoda, they they he is a pivotal part of the Empire scheme of creating some kind of super creature, and they will stop at nothing to get get that creature, uh, get Baby Yoda back to finish their studies, and so. It's going to cool. turn up. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that's episode two was kind of weird to me. But episode three and four definitely pulled up the pulled up the rear guard and, and, and ended that that section with a satisfying twist. Like it was really good. Mandal- Mandalorian is, is shaping up in this season. Season two is definitely worth worth at least uh, divulging into the beginning. But we'll see. We'll see how it wraps up. Hopefully it hopefully it uh it hopefully it doesn't drop the ball because in season one. I found that it kind of plateaued around season around episode five or six, but I think that they have a lot of meat on the bones here to keep on going with, and I really enjoy some of the um the plot lines that they're adding into the mix to to give flavor to the to the world. It's really doing it, but yeah, that was that. Um, let's go ahead and move on into some of the entertainment news, dude. Black Lightning. <laughs> So they're going to do another season. So there will be a season four, but that will be the last season. And um, I don't know if the, uh, I know her first name is China. I don't remember her last name, but she plays uh, Black Lightning's youngest daughter, Thunder. Right? Or was the older daughter Thunder? The eldest one is Thunder. Do you remember what the youngest daughter's call name was? No, probably Lightning if I had to guess. (laughs) Yeah, she's just, she's Lightning without the Black Lightning part. (laughs) But um. I don't know if she's under NDA or not, but she was kind of like talking really like in depth about her experience. She kind of like let go that she's not going to be in the whole season, which kind of uh, I was like, damn, if she's not in the whole season, does that mean that she dies and she won't be in painkiller? Because that would have been I would have loved to see a painkiller nah, lightning um, team up. And I'm going to call her lightning because I don't remember what the CW stuff. They don't really got to kill you like that. And if they even if they don't kill you, it's a comic book. It was mostly for can though. come I, back that, anyway. That's why I was wondering about her NDA, because she kind of she really heavily implied that she that she's not going to finish the season. Or she's not in every episode because her character doesn't survive. Ah. Which I was like, are you allowed to talk about that, girl? You might want to chill out on the Instagram live. <laughs> but but um, even even still, though, like, um, unless it's personally her decision not to come mm-hmm. back. Like I said, they have the multiverse oh, thing no, that they do mad. all the time. She started crying. Yeah, it that's what rough. I said. Unless it's her personal decision not to come back, more than likely, it's mm-hmm. still there's still the option for the character to return. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, they haven't told her about any future um, plans for that, but she, it, I don't think it was her decision to not continue. Um, but you know, that is that is what it is. I wish her the best. I hope that she finds some other awesome roles. She's a really good actress. I love her energy. I think she's got she's got everything. She's got all the right pieces. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't want to make that sound weird, but she's got all of the 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 uh, relevant skills. To, yeah, to no, I got successful. what you meant. In, in, in I know. Way. I just I, it sounded off to me in my head. I was like, let me not leave that one up in the air before I get called out. But um, yeah, no, she, uh, I I really want to see where that goes. Um, 
but yeah, that kind of killed my 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 hopes and dreams of seeing her in Painkiller because that would have been one of the reasons why I would stick with the show at least for a season. <laughs> it's because no, nah, I just I, I enjoyed I enjoyed like that young teen love that she was trying to be faithful and, and and loyal to him, but at the same time she wasn't compromising herself and what she thought was right. I I really enjoyed that that part that storyline in Black Lightning, but yeah, that's that's what's popping with that. Um. DC Youngfly turns down. Shout out to DC uh, Youngfly. Shout out Stand to DC Youngfly turns down the uh, opportunity to host Wild Out in Nick Cannon's uh, wake, and I think that that is such a stand-up thing to do. For sure, I I I feel like that is the example that needs to be set. Um, because what, however I feel about Nick, Nick is an extremely successful person, and he is very open to giving opportunities to the people around him. Hell so yeah. why would you turn your back on someone like that? Hell yeah. Why would you, why would you cross him? Why would you sell him out? Like that's not, you know what I mean? Like and you could tell the, mm-hmm. that the people that made that offer don't understand the show because Clear. that shows a family and where you'd actually mm-hmm. do that, you'd mm-hmm. ruin the, you would ruin the, the, the heart of that show by mm-hmm. making a snake. There's a the lot leader of chemistry of the there. Show. And, and, and especially because it's a, it's a show where people are kind of like, they're making fun of each other. Yeah. So and there's punk, the trust so needs you, to be there. Exactly. If you don't like the person and they're sitting there making fun of you, you're going to have a short tenure on that show because yep. <laughs> they come at you and they don't hold, they don't hold any punches. They don't, they don't pull back. So ask Azalea Banks. Jeez, oh, <laughs> man, boy. And that's the and, and case in point. Perfect example. She wasn't, she wasn't close enough to the cast to take that kind of ribbing that they were giving her. But yeah, so I'm really uh, shout out to DC Young Fly. I really fuck with you, and I appreciate that you that that you're being a good example of how to be a loyal person. It's business, friends, all of that's irrelevant. Be a loyal person. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we we look for too many reasons to to uh, circumvent our morals and the things that we know to be right. And I'm sure that they were giving him hundreds of thousands of reasons to circumvent his loyalty, and he still said no. I see far more value in the social relationship I have with this person and the opportunities that he's willing to provide me that you will never provide me. Feel me? You know what I mean? Why would I want to be part of your show so you can handcuff me and, and, and gag me like you tried to do to Nick? Nah, B. You can miss me with that shit. And, and so uh, definitely salute to DC Young Fly for taking a stand and knowing the value of his labor. You know what I mean? Like withholding your, withholding your work and withholding your value from other people that's a that's a power move. That's a power move. It doesn't. They might have had a lot of leverage, but he had the power in that situation. That's rare for a black man. And so, kudos to you, especially when it comes to uh, uh, standing up against a company like Viacom. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Especially because once they buy you once, yeah, you ain't never not for sale. Yep. Um, and this is this is one. Um, this is a topic that. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm trying, I want to be as mindful as I possibly be about it because I find that in this culture slash entertainment commentary sphere, a lot of topics come across the table that can be talked about and not all of them should be talked about. But I feel like there is something about this situation that we should that we should try to learn from. And what I'm talking about is, is the, I guess, 
now ongoing beef between Quando Rondo's crew and King Bond's crew. Quando Rondo found it to be a good idea to now put out a diss track to King Bond posthumously, which, in my opinion, I don't know Quando Rondo. I don't give a shit about Quando Rondo. I don't know nothing about his crew. I don't know nothing about his music. I don't know nothing about this nigga. But what he's doing is not only tasteless, but it's very likely to lead to his own death. There's already been threats from the other side in reference to him in this song. And I don't know anything about Chicago beef. I don't know shit about Atlanta beef. But what I do know is that for two young black men to be openly making threats and 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 disses towards each other like this is one of the is is one of the reasons why we cannot galvanize this community. We need to deal with this shit. There is a severe lack of conflict resolution in this community. Like no other community. I have never seen another community. I'm not saying that other communities don't have uh murders within their own demographic. What I'm saying is that I've never seen uh Eric Clapton threaten Mick Jagger. That's not a thing. Even when they compete, Bruce Springsteen doesn't threaten uh, whoever his his contemporary rivals are. That's not a thing. That's not a. It's not a. It's not a. It's not an open like. Oh, this is part of the biz type of thing. And the lack of conflict resolution in the community is exacerbating this weird and odd phenomenon where murderers are making music. I don't know exactly where the 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 onset of this is. I don't know what the what social phenomenon has led to this, but what I do know is that a significant portion of the financial and uh and social leverage in the African American community is placed in that entertainment industry. And if the young men who are participating in this and growing up in this industry are under are not uh, A&R or cultivated or taught or led or something of that nature into learning and growing better, then the black community as a whole will suffer. And I know not a lot of people see the direct correlation between Quando Rondo v. King Vaughn and black empowerment. But I promise you, they are inextricably tied. And the lack of black upliftment is definitely at least one, if not a small factor, as to why there is so much animosity in the community on its own. And it is it is something that, yes, it is a personal thing, and so it's difficult to talk about in public. But unfortunately, if you don't have anybody in your circle to speak about this to privately, then you end up making poor decisions like Quando Rondo and, and, and King Vaughn. And we need to address this. We need to address this. I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast and he made a comment about, you know, like, if you've been beefing with somebody for X amount of time and 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 over and you've been beefing with them so long that you've actually grown into a different person in the time of that beef. Maybe we should start normalizing grown men saying, I'm sorry. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe we should start to really encourage niggas to say, hey, you know what? You're not that person anymore. And it's just not cool. 
I'm not going to think you're cool. I'm not going to buy your album. I'm not going to listen to your shit ass diss track. I'm not even going to I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to play with you if you're going to be over here promoting the death of black men. Because that's what they're doing. That's what Quando Rondo is doing. He's promoting the death of black men. And I don't know why we're giving him a passport. Why? Because they were mad at each other when, 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 when Vaughn got shot? No. That doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it any better. We really need to stop this shit. Let them fight. If they don't want to hear nobody, if they don't want to listen to Meek, they don't want to listen to Jay, they don't want to listen to Jay Prince, they don't want to listen to nobody, fine. But black people, stop fucking empowering these young men to do stupid shit. I don't care if it sounds like I'm hating on a young black man's money. It's, 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 at some point we have to take a stand and say, this is not right. It's not right. It's not right. And we're talking about murders now. We're talking about people losing their lives now. So we can't sit here and, 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 and dance around the fact that we want to see black men make money. But if these black men are part or are, are accessories to murder, we probably shouldn't be fucking encouraging them. Like, it just blows my mind that as a community, we can't come to the conclusion that we, if you, if you kill somebody, we're not fucking with you like that. It's, and it's not like these guys are talking about their past. I get it. I get when Styles P raps about the things that he's done in his past. It's not a glorification. It's a cautionary tale. This thing of Quando Rondo is not making a cautionary tale. He's bragging about being involved with a fucking murder. Stop it. Stop it. It's just, it's just, it's, it's brain dead for the African-American community to continue to just let this just thrive. This, let this cancer in our fucking environment thrive. We got to do something about this shit. Got to, got to, got to, got to. And I hear you guys. You got beefs. Go handle your street beefs. But the more you, you out here rapping about it is the more you're making yourself a target. Like it's it's not smart on any level. It's not smart on any level to 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 perpetuate these violent means to a violent end. They just it, there's it's it's not beneficial to anyone no matter what you think. No matter how many of your niggas got shot, no amount of other niggas you shoot will bring them back. No amount of other niggas you shoot will make you not feel like a trash bag because you know that you are a trash bag. Because what you are doing right now is taking your time and effort, what little spark you have left, to try to snuff out someone else's spark, to what end? So, I don't know, man. I, I hear you guys. You got beef. You got real shit going on. Whatever. Other niggas got real shit going on, too. And guess what? A lot of them decide you, killing people isn't the thing, to, isn't the way to rectify whatever shit they're going through. And I promise you... That Quando Rondo and your crew, nigga, there's a better way for you to get, get around this and get through this without shooting at niggas and then rapping about it. There is a better way. But, you know, they, they love when white people pay them to rap about fucking black pain. So let it, let it happen. But that shit, is, it, it's not a good thing. It's a huge problem. And, and there, will, there will be very little progress in the black community until some of our most productive people stop being productive in murder and wasting of life. That's just real shit. But yeah, we'll move on from that. Um, what else been goings on? Dude, did you hear Apple uh, has finally been, uh, they, the 
there is a case brought up against Apple, I believe in the EU, in reference to the planned obsolescence of their phones. Um, so what will happen is, is that after they've finished the development cycle for new software, they would develop the software in such a way that it would not interface well, uh, well with the older models of their phone, and it would cause slowdown. And this is something that I've noticed since 2010, because I've been, I was, I was a <laughs> iPhone user from on get from the first release up until I think like the iPhone, um, I want to say six. I think the iPhone 6 was the last one that I purchased. So I owned every iPhone up until that point, And it was a very obvious situation. Like Definitely. A new, it's like my phone would be working perfectly. Cased up, never dropped. Everything's gravy. Never overcharged. I keep my phone pristine. And no sooner than a new software update comes out, my phone is fucking up heavy. It, it was very obvious to me. But... I'm pretty you know, sure it was obvious to anyone who was paying attention, especially if you had multiple iPhones. Let me tell you, I got iPhones. so much flack for saying that people who told me up and down, you're a conspiracy theorist. You don't know what you're talking about. Apple's great. <laughs> they would never do that. That's illegal. And That's adorable. Everything. And I was like, even if it is illegal, you think they won't do it? Case but, in point, the judgment against them was the equivalent of like them paying $300 for it. Essentially. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, the judgment was $113 million, mm-hmm. which I think is like 0.01% of their <laughs> of their profits for one quarter. So it wasn't even Oops, our bad. substantial. And so, yeah, they, they made way more money. I guarantee you they sold more than $113 million worth of iPhones due to this particular issue. Because people who aren't savvy just thought their phone was broke. Oh, time for a new phone then. But those who are savvy enough realize that phones don't just break like that. <laughs> phones just don't stop working for no or reason. Or more specifically, exactly after the new model comes out and the you timing. put out the update for the new it was model. The third, more than anything else. It was that's, the 3G. It that's was the, the big one. It was the 3G that cued me because I, I've owned every single model iPhone between iPhone and iPhone 6. And by the time I got to my 3G, I realized, okay, this cannot be coincidental that my phones just keep on. Like yeah, I realized it with the poorly. second model iPhone that I had mm-hmm. that I did that on the exact day hey. the update was done. I was like, like it's clear that the update was what broke your phone. It wasn't doing this yesterday. It wasn't doing it five minutes before the update. Really? <laughs> like literally, I'd wake up in the morning, postpone the update for a couple of minutes while I was doing my morning shit. When I was ready to put my phone down, I would set it to update. I'd pick it up after the update, and now my phone is acting like a fucking piece of shit. So it was a very obvious thing for me. The funny part is it would fuck your phone up regardless. Because if your phone didn't have the new update, it would run slow. And if you updated the new phone without having the new... If you updated the new software without having the new phone, it ran slow. Yeah, so I'm glad that that came to fruition because I feel extremely validated. Because that's something that I've been talking about for the better part of a decade at this point. And and I I can't tell you how many people told me I was crazy. Because of that. That's why I feel so so vindicated. It's because it's not like I, 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 was, I was preaching truth to power and people were rallying. Like, nah, that wasn't the case. Most of the people really were on Apple's dick so hard that they had they wanted no part of what I was saying. And I was like, mm, I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> They're doing this to you regardless. But hey, that's fine. I'll just, I'll start my moving away from Apple. And so I no longer uh, purchase any Apple products at all. But um yeah, it's, it, it was something that I was happy to see that at least moving forward, they're they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to either find a new way to do it that that hides their malfeasance better, or they're gonna have to actually start developing their software in such a way that it doesn't break old model phones. Which we'll see. 
we'll see where they go. Um, I have no idea. Like Apple's business plan is weird to me. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like Tim Cook knows what the fuck he's doing. It doesn't to me. To me, granted, he's got he had the momentum of a multi billion dollar organization behind him. You know what I mean? Like he took over. Yeah, it's with the an company upshoot. was too big to fail. Exactly. So I don't know if he knows exactly what he's doing. I don't know if he was hired pretty much to keep it afloat. Like, hey, just exactly. just don't let it just don't let it fail. <laughs> pretty much, you know, he's collecting a check. Yeah, and so ugh, it's just how the mighty have fallen, man. Like Apple. Apple is definitely not the idyllic corporation that we thought it was way back when. It, it definitely is not. But yeah, so that, that was just a a nice one uh, that I saw popped up onto the feed. Um, oh, before I get too far away from entertainment, there was a Capcom data leak that had uh, their their roadmap for what they're planning to develop coming into the future. Nice. Nothing too crazy. It was all oh, yeah, stuff that we they expected. Did, um, Dragon's Dogma too. I'm excited. About Dragon's that. Dogma was on the list. Absolutely. So Super I'm interested to see that. that. Um, for me, it was Power Stone because oh, I was a big fan of Power Stone on on Talk Dreamcast. About a blast from the past. Yeah, man. That was my first OG battle royale. Man, like, I really enjoyed that. Like that's what they call those, right? The uh, Smash Brothers type uh, brawls. Um, Brawler is that what they call those? I that style of game. No idea. But yeah, the the multi, uh, the the four player, you know, cartoony like over the top attack type of fighting game. I enjoyed those. Super simple. You know, you don't got to do a whole lot of but you know complex button inputs. Like I'm not good at those. Like quarter circle, quarter circle is beyond my skill set. And so like I really love the Power Stones and the Smash Brothers of the world because it it, let, it allowed you to indulge in the fighting game genre without having to have the same like the same dedication to learning the character you know what i mean like in smash brother all the inputs are the same you just got to know which move your character you know what type of moveset your character has right and so yeah that was really uh that was the big takeaway from that for me i was really excited to hear about the uh the power stone release so i'm gonna be looking for that that's probably i don't know when it said that that was gonna release but it it kind of sucked for me because it was just a remake i would have preferred like that's weird a power stone 2 that yeah. had all kinds of you know add-ons and development, you know. But they might just take Power but, Stone One and add new stuff to it. Yeah, for I mean that's not that's not so bad in this case because it's not like they're doing a remaster, a remake of something like Power Stone might actually be yes. completely unrecognizable from the first one, given the Final technolo- Seven technological remake. jump. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, and 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 so that's something that I've also noticed in in the current uh, rendition of the video game industry is that remake. And remasters, they mean something very specific. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Remakes are more like reimaginings. Yep. So there could be a lot of new content in a, a, in remake a remake. is usually an update. Yeah. Whereas a remaster is just, just like, yo, graphics. I'm going to make this a little bit more pretty and add some new shit if we have the yeah, time. Yeah, it's usually make it pretty, fix localization, and then and maybe have, have, put some DLC. Yeah, all the extra stuff usually that were on the like later releases and shit is mm-hmm. usually added in there. So yeah, it's definitely happy to see that. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, what else we got going on? Oh, geez, this was another one that was a fucking tough one for me to look into. Um, you got Kyle Rittenhouse being uh, released on bail. His fucking lawyer managed to crowdfund his two million dollar bail and 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 got his ass out. And let me tell you, I saw this tweet that really like it just resonated me with me, and it was um. 
there will be no unity in people who think that Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. There is no middle ground with these people. There is no fucking middle ground, nor do I want it. Nor do I want it. I'm sorry. But there has to be at some point when you see realize that the people that, that, are, that they're telling you you have to learn to live with aren't willing to live with you. And at that point is when I say, okay, cool. Now we can do this. Because when there's civility on the table and there's, and there's uh, uh, an attempt at, at unity on the table, that, that's a very powerful idea. But when it's only being pushed by one side, that shit is, is, is very problematic because the other side is very much willing to play, play the game just to be able to take advantage of you in the end. And that's what's going on here is that the, 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 the white supremacists in this country are just playing along. They're just playing along. And, 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 and what's pissing me off is that people are, are, are buying it are buying it like oh no we need to come to the middle with them we need to pardon trump we need to fucking uh uh uh, put more republicans in the administration no fuck these people they are bad people they are corrupt people they don't want to be part of your society they don't want you to exist in their society they want you dead or gone there will be no middle ground with people who think that kyle rittenhouse is a fucking hero and anybody who fucking has that shit on the on their mind, come see me because that shit ain't flying. That don't make no sense. That's that is an open attack on a community, on, on and not just a community, a substantial portion of this country. This is not just like oh, we just don't like these small group of people. These people are 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 attacking the life and livelihoods of a substantial portion of this country, and liberals are playing with them. And liberals are trying to tell minorities and black people and other people of color that we need to find middle ground with these people. Fuck out of here. Never going to find middle ground with people who want to shoot at me with AR-15s. Never. Ever. I won't. I won't. Unless you're trying to tell me that these people are no longer in a desire to kill me. At that point, we could try to move forward. But they have already made it very clear that not only do they value the ability to murder people of color, but they will defend it tooth and nail at the expense of their own democracy, at the expense of the lives of their own people. They will they will do whatever they can to support white supremacy and a government that that entitles them to live in a white supremacist society. And if that's the people that you're expecting us to find middle ground with, then you've got a whole nother shit coming. You got a whole nother bag of bag of bricks to deal with, because this shit. This shit is going is. If we think it's been ugly so far, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse because I'm telling you, mark my words, a feckless Biden-Harris administration will lead to Donald Trump times 100. Because let me tell you, they already don't believe in Democrats. But once they know that Democrats won't do anything and they start losing support of liberals who need the Democrats to do something, this country's lost. It's lost. It's gone. It will never come back to a place of tolerance and and openness and diversity and plurality of thought. It will not. Trust that. It it, it, It is a historical, it's a historic reference that we should have. That when countries go down the line of fascism, 
the only thing that actually brings them back is the utter annihilation of the fascist sect. It's the only thing. And Americans love their fascists too much. They love their white supremacists. And so they will never remove them and excise them and give reparations to the people who they've hurt. They won't do it. And so it's only going to get worse. And this Biden-Harris administration, they're only going to, to, to push the buck. Just like I said several episodes back, it's going to be a do-nothing administration. And, 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 and that's just not me being hypercritical. He put an oil lobbyist in, head, uh, uh, in charge of one of the, the cabinet positions. I don't remember which one exactly. He's put, he's put uh, uh, Anthony Blinken, who is just, he's been doing nothing in politics for the past eight years. You know what I mean? And, and it's just been over here making music on Spotify instead of actually doing things on the ground. And this is who Biden is trusting in his administration. These are the kind of people. Um, Jeez, oh, there's just so many of them. I want to probably do a little segment on the, uh, this in the next episode, just detailing the people in the Biden um, cabinet who's been, who have been announced and the people in the, the transition team that are positioned to do more harm than good. His this this administration has and and it's so funny. I was watching this um graphic from Fox News and they had, they had Biden's administration and it included Bernie Sanders and AOC and Andrew Yang and and Ilhan Omar. Nobody, none of these people are in his administration, by the way. <laughs> none of these people. And it was like, man, only if, only if, if that was what if that was the case, then hell yeah, we'd be good money. If that was the case, that would be an amazing administration. And it just shows how far removed from reality that the that Fox News is, is that their attempt at a at a at a at an insult was actually what was best for America. Like that administration they put on that screen would have done so much positive uh uh legislation for America, it would it would make their head spin. It would literally make their head spin. But that's not the case. That's not that's not who who Biden is uplifting. You know what I mean? And now he's talking about putting a a, a female Supreme Court judge on. I'm pretty sure he's going to pick Jim Clyburn with a wig. And so we're, we are fuck two ways from Sunday when it comes to the Biden administration. And 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 Kamala Harris openly said, "Oh man, she pulled the fucking skeeviest move, bro." Somebody approached her and was like, "Hey, so how involved in the the Biden?" pick of Biden transition uh, appointees have you been? And she goes, very. And she goes, so how do you feel about the fact that, uh, what was this, uh, Cedric Richmond, you know, who is an avid oil lobbyist, is being put in charge of of an office in which oil lobbying has been a corrupting force in. And she just skirted her, just walked away from her like a Republican, bro. <laughs> like, it was disgusting. She didn't even pander the question. She didn't she didn't even entertain the question. And I'm just like, really? That's how you're gonna operate? Like, all right, chick, do your thing, man. Fuck out of here, bro. Like, it's just, it's just gonna be bad. It's gonna be so bad. It's gonna prove everything that the Republicans are are, are complaining about, right? And then and then where are we? And then where are we? It's gonna be so bad. And I just I would be surprised if they even get another stimulus checkout. I would be surprised. We literally for what nine months we've been nine months in this 10 months they've given us twelve hundred dollars 
when they when they have continuously put their foot in 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 the average person's ability to to make a living listen you know and this is what i was saying in the beginning it's not that we shouldn't be mindful and it's not that we shouldn't be staying out of the public but in an environment where they have done little to nothing to provide any kind of support for for uh for the people that these lockdowns are just hurting more than they're doing good these lockdowns are doing more harm than good. They're not stemming the 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 spikes. We're not flattening no fucking curves. You know what I mean? We're not. We're, the people who who are being responsible are relatively staying safe. You know what I mean? And the people who aren't being responsible are making it impossible for everyone else to get back to any kind of semblance of real normal. Not this new normal that they're talking about. That ain't my normal. This whole shit where we live on uh, online environments and all that shit, that's not my normal. But the fact that we can't get any kind of coherent leadership, we can't get any kind of assistance, and then they wonder why no one's listening. It's like, yo, guys, you guys have just done such a poor job. And when I say you guys, I mean Trump administration, obviously. But I'm just, I just don't see anything in the Biden administration that's making me feel any more confident that they're going to do better. Because I, the first thing that they're doing is they're going to say, well, we don't have the Senate, so we can't get anything done. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. You got everyone to vote for you to get Donald Trump out. And you're not even going to take a step in the right direction. Because he doesn't need, he doesn't need Congress to appropriate money for an emergency. No one does, by the way. Like, when there is an emergency, the president can use an executive order to provide relief to the people. That's literally his fucking job. Literally his job in an emergency. So, you know, this Biden administration is just really kicking the can because they're not going to win the Senate. They're not going to win the Senate. Ossoff is going to lose horribly, horribly. He's going to, Ossoff is going to lose terribly. And I don't know, maybe Reverend Warnock might win, win, might beat Loeffler, but Ossoff's going to lose. They're going to have a Republican Senate. Mitch McConnell's going to stick his dick in everything like he has been. And it's just going to be a, a, a whole clusterfuck of, of nothing getting done while, you know, the economy is going to continue to tank. And then on the other side of this administration, everyone's going to say, look how bad of a job Biden did. And it's like, <laughs> There was no chance of anything good happening based on what he was left and who he chose to to deal with the situation. It's just a really, really all around bad situation with the American government right now. And, and you know, it would be one thing if it was just the political malfeasance going on. But this underlying uh, racial tension that's due to explode at any moment now, it's just it's ugly. And I, I, I really have my fingers crossed because I'm not even in a place where I feel like I could hope. And that's something that I, I usually can keep the hope. I don't even, I, I'm all about just wishing for the best, but nah, I, I can't even do it here. Like, it's just too, it's too evident that what's going to happen is going to be terrible. The asteroid's coming at Earth and it's like, I can just hope it doesn't hit, but the trajectory says it's going to hit. So it's, uh, and, you know, Everyone's like, well, you got to vote for the neoliberal. Let me tell you, even if we do get John Ossoff in, in office, he has already pledged to vote against Medicare for all and against any police reform and against most of the progressive ideas that would lead to a, 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 a Democratic Senate being a good thing. He's not going to vote with Democrats. 
That's the bullshit of American politics. You could call yourself a Democrat. You can get voted on that basis. You can get voted, elected into to office on that basis and then do nothing on Democratic lines. Completely turn your back on all of the values that, that, that you espouse to get elected. And there's no consequence. No consequence. The only consequence that they, they well, just don't elect them again. But that doesn't deal with the harm that was done while they were in office. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, this political system. And, and there's no imagination. Nobody is stepping up to say, hey, can we reimagine this? And at least, can we at least entertain the idea that there's something else that we can do? Is, can we at least entertain the idea that there might be a better way to go about this than what we're doing? And, and, and nobody's coming to the table. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. That's dismissive of me. But the people who are coming to the table with this have been disenfranchised because of, of America's lack of education and ability to, 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 to think about any kind of left-leaning policy. Because we have a government comprised of center-right and far-right politicians. There's no left in our government. Cory Bush, AOC, those are the left elements of our government, and, and unfortunately, they've been massively disenfranchised. While I love them, and I, and I, and I wish them the, the best of luck, outside of being able to do things in their states, I don't know how effective they're going to be on the national level. And so it just it doesn't look good. I know. I just probably I just went on the, the, the longest rant about, about this shit, but it doesn't look good doesn't look good and and the only remedy that can have any long-term impact is a movement of our body politic our zeitgeist our general thought process away from these conservative social and conservative financial policies we got to move towards a more and i say progressive liberal left-leaning policy but that's those are all buzzwords i just mean people-centric policies that close racial disparities on an institutional level. That's what I mean by saying all those buzzwords, okay? That is what we need for a, 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 genuine, a, genu a genuine progress in this country. And our politics have been just crumbling around our ears. Our, our society has not been doing as great as we want to say, like it's it, you know, you can't say America's completely failed yet. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's really bad. And and how bad do we want to let it get before we address it? Especially when it doesn't have to be this way. It's not like we don't got the money. It's not like we don't got the willpower. It's not like we don't got the talent. We have all of that stuff. We just have no will to exercise it in a in a decent way. And I don't know, man. I just and then and you know, of course, my my you know, my my uh uh desire or my my first uh predilection is to just say, eh, just go someplace else. You know what I mean? Like I have skills. I I can probably emigrate someplace and 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 gain entry. Like it's not an it's not as if I can't go anywhere else, but. Is that just is that the answer? Is that the answer? I, I as as far as it looks now, it looks like the only answer because there will be no there will be nothing that that deals with the American racism. And that's the part that I know that I can go someplace else. And while other places have racism, they don't got American racism. And that's one thing I I stand firm on is that America has the most 
uh, pernicious, the most pervasive, the most uh, just the, the most degrading form of racism ever, ever. They have refined racism to a to a chef's kiss. Just just they, they dine on it like it's a delicacy, you know, and that I can do without. That's the part about America that I'm just like, that's the line that I'm that I'm done with. I mean, even if you don't factor in the racism, you can go everywhere else and still get all the same problems you have in America and still get better education benefits, oh. better housing benefits, better labor benefits. Yes. It's like, at this point... <laughs> America's not first in shit. <laughs> at this point, what is all the suffering... What are you trading for all the suffering? Yeah, like, and 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 that's my big thing is is that this country doesn't, and and I just I, I have a real problem with being someplace I know I'm not wanted. I know they don't want me here. I know that the vast majority of people, given the opportunity, if I were to say, hey, you know, this is what I do and this is what I bring to the table, they'd be like, ah, oh, you can you can probably leave and we'll find a way to, to 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 survive without you. Like they would prefer to do that. Then say, hey, why don't we just have equal opportunity for everyone? So every, you know, so if you have the skills, you can also prosper, and we can create a society where you know people are actually kind of meritocratically making their way to 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 some kind of better life. No, they don't want that. They much rather have you know the black people who care leave. They keep all of the 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 black people who are who are fooled into the the illusion of this country, and then they exploit them. Keep on exploiting their community. Keep on having a community with the highest velocity of money uh, uh, leaving it of any other demographic. They love that. They love that part. But they don't love the part where you're like, well, hey, if we're spending all of our money, can we can we get some of the the can we get something back for it? Like our as a community, like individually, you spend your money. Of course, you get your product. But as a community, as a as a as a block of people, you know, other communities like you know the Hispanic community, the Jewish community. Because of their solidarity and their communal value, they get things in their best interest. They get things done for them. Can we get something done for us? We do a lot of shit. We we vote monolithically for Democrats. We 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 choose to live in our own in our neighborhoods. Very rarely do we ever go out to these expensive neighbors. Like it's like, what more do you want from the black community before you're like, all right, maybe they deserve a bone, you know? So that that's why I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. I just I just want to be someplace where that's not I can I don't mind fighting the normal societal ills, but the added racism on top of it, man, shit's just too much. But alrighty, let's let's go on talk about some other shit. Um All right, here, I'll hit this and then I'm going to go into some international news. It was released um so MSNBC had a contributing editor named Ariana Pickering. Who I'm actually familiar with the name in the past, but evidently she's left MSNBC because of issues that she's had with them. And I guess she was doing an interview with Andrew Yang. And in her recollection, she recollected the literal blackballing of Andrew Yang's campaign. In April of 2019, they told her, do not pursue any interviews with Andrew Yang and do not pursue any stories that include him and on top of that even in all the graphics they purposely left his name out and i really and and i have a feeling that they don't disenfranchise people for no reason they didn't do this to kamala they didn't do this to booty judge they didn't do this to to warren they did this to yang because i think yang 
actually had a chance. They actually, he actually had a chance. Despite all of the foolery and the fudged numbers and the bullshit they were saying about him, he had a chance. And I, I firmly believe that in 2016, if you would have put up Yang, I mean, well, not in 2016, obviously he wasn't running, but if in, 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 especially in this election, if you had a Yang on the ticket, they, he would have blown Donald Trump out the water. Because he had already made the inroads into into Donald Trump's community, and 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 that's what I mean by there was a lot of anti Biden Harris votes out there because the people who wanted Bernie and the people who wanted Andrew Yang, which was a sizable constituency of the Democratic uh, uh, electorate, decided you know what fuck this guy we're not going to go for Biden after they robbed the 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 the, the two most progressive candidates to run against this ass hat that's been killing people. In the tens of thousands? No, nah, we're not voting for Biden-Harris. We're not going to vote for the system that disenfranchises the progressive for the, for the sake of neoliberalism. And, and so I feel like they had to blackball him because they, they could not. They could not have someone like Andrew Yang run against a Donald Trump because he would have so totally dominated Donald Trump. It would have been disgusting. What Andrew Yang would have been done to Donald Trump would have been akin to 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 uh, you want to see a dead body. It would it would have been absurd, and 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 that's not because everyone loves Andrew Yang. It's because of how terribly Donald Trump has done this whole time. And instead of running somebody with 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 the groundwork and everything already on his side, they chose so, two people with so much baggage that they were barely able to beat him. This country is fucked on so many levels that they won't even let the people choose what's in their best interest. And that's probably the worst. Like, I, I get it when, when, when you get Donald Trump's and, and even internationally get the Bolsonaro's and the Duterte's on the, on the tickets. But they, those guys only succeed in the absence of a true progressive uh, 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 movement against them. Case in point, look in Bolivia, which, by the way, Evo Morales has triumphantly returned to his country, has triumphantly returned to politics, and he has triumphantly shown us that in the face of a military America-backed coup, the people still choose the progressive socialist leader. So this is what I mean. Like, when you give the people options, they choose the progressive. It's only when you remove all the progressive options that they choose the 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 better of two evils, as they like to say, or the the lesser of two evils. That's not a that's not a a way to do politics, and it's not a necessary way to do politics. You don't have to do that. Like America, they have this weird idea that we gotta have we gotta have you know a center left. We can't go all the way right when the right goes all the way right all the time. It doesn't make any sense. And so this is how, you know, and that's why I love what's going on in Bolivia right now so much because it's so powerful. It just shows, like, even on even in the most base form of society, if you want to consider Bolivia a third world country, whatever, call it what you will, at least they knew how to vote for a progressive leader. And even in the face of the democracy being stolen, they still voted for the progressive leader. This is, you know, where where's that energy in America? Where is that energy in America where they won't even let you 
see what a progressive can do. You know, like this shit is absurd. Like it, it's super problematic. And and I don't know how you get out of this. How do you stop running on this hamster wheel? How do we get around this? Because they keep telling us electoral politics, get involved, blah, blah. That none of that's working. None of that's working. Because guess what? That's exactly what Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders did. And guess what you guys did to them? You robbed them. You robbed them. You wouldn't even let them get their just chance at at at, at, at uh, an election. So I don't know. It's just it, it's totally fucked. And I'm really looking forward to see how it crumbles because it's gonna crumble. It's gonna crumble. I'm just looking to see how it's gonna crumble. But yeah, they proof positive blackballed Andrew Yang for what? Man, I really hope Asian Twitter goes ham about the racism. <laughs> oh, I hope they hit him with it. It's because he's Chinese. It's because he's Asian. He's not Chinese. Um, I think he's Taiwanese. But um, yeah, I hope that I hope they hit him hard with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Democratic Party isn't racist against black people. It's racist against Asians. <laughs> I can just imagine this narrative running wild online. It's gonna be crazy, and they deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve all the stupid comments and all the ridiculous shit that people are going to say about them. They deserve it. They earned it. You've asked for this. But yeah, there was that going on. Yo, so this is another story I love to see. You love to see it. Uh, Guatemala, the 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 legislature moved to um, stop food assistance uh, during the pandemic so that people burned down Congress. That's pretty late. They went to the building and burned that shit down. Yeah, that. And they brought guillotines with them. It was like, niggas, yeah, we're going to burn down the building. And when you come out, we're going to cut your head off. Of course, they didn't cut people's head off, but it was figurative. But I love that energy. I love that energy. You know, you don't want to give us assistance? You're done with us? You're good? <laughs> Cool. Well, I don't think you need that building anymore. So I'm going to burn that motherfucker down. And we're going to burn down every building that you're in until you fucking come back to, to, to the legislature and do the right thing. How about that? How about that? Because we can't oust you. You got America backing you. Because I guarantee you that that government, that I guarantee you any government stupid enough to say they're going to cut off food assistance during a pandemic, they're backed by America. <laughs> they're backed by America 100%. And, 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 and in doing so, they got their legislature burned down. And there are probably going to be a lot of deaths on this. And that that's the energy you need. People have to fear for their life when they take advantage of the public. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to resort to mob justice. But if you've left no other form of justice available, you take what you can get. You take what you can get. If you're not going to let us get justice through the legislature, we're going to take justice out the streets. Period. Oh, there's this um, dope song. Damn, I can't remember the reggae artist. He was... I think it was Bujo and this other African artist. Mm. The song is called "By the Ballad or the Bullet." Oh yeah, no, that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a quote from him. Oh my god, Kwame Torre. Oh nice. I'm gonna feel so bad if I got that wrong, but I feel like it's Kwame Torre. It's I, the Ballad or the Bullet because uh, Michael Render quotes that in 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 Reagan. He starts out the song with "The Ballad or the Bullet," the freedom from some bullshit. Yo, ah, man, that's such a great song. Check that out. Reagan by Killer Mike. Great song. But by the Ballad of the Bullet, the freedom from some bullshit. It's, 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 you either, you either let us do this peacefully by the ballot or expect the bullet. And don't you dare come at me and tell me that I'm overreacting. Don't you dare tell me that the removal of my freedom doesn't get met with guns because 
Every white person throughout history in America has done that. Every white person who has had their freedom curtailed in America has decided to take a gun and show them where their freedom extends to. So fuck that shit. We're talking about equality, baby. Not just equality and representation, but I get to do the same shit that other people do when they get taken advantage of. How about that? No? All right, well then, let's go back to the ballot box. Let's, let's, let's be straight up with it. You know, let's be honest with each other because otherwise, you're leaving me on a, no other choice. If you want to make it so that the only way for me to get freedom is through armed revolution, then so be it. You're going to have to shoot me. You ain't going to just let me. I ain't going to just, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just take it. I guess if the only option I have is is die or, 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 or work in this system, then I'm just going to keep working in this system. Nah, B. Nah. Nah, I'm Jamaican. We're not built like Yo, that. Yo, never. Them never tell me send me have to take them things and me I gotta take it. Yo, you don't. Yo, run away with that. That not make it. <laughs> that is not gonna be me. That is not going to be me. You are not going to curtail my freedom and me just sit here and just. Mm, I must say a real thing that no, Mm-mm. no sir. But yeah, some other international news. Um, the UN, in an unprecedented move, has voted to give statehood to Palestine which is going to require that Israel take a two-state solution now. They no longer have the option of incorporating the Gaza into their country. Now, I, of course, that don't mean shit. Israel's going to take the Gaza. They're not going to stop building into the Gaza. But at least now on the international stage, if any other country decides to step in, they have every right to. They have every right to. And I'm interested to see if this incoming administration is going to be fuckboys and side with Israel and go to war with whatever country decides to step in from Gaza side. Because you know America loves them some Netanyahu. Yo, yo, if there's anyone's dick that they're going to suck, it's Netanyahu's. That, yo, they want to suck off him hard, yo. They're not playing with him. Yo, they love Israel more than they love Donald Trump. This country loves Israel more than Donald Trump by far. I mean, let's just case in point. When Netanyahu speak, Netanyahu spoke in Congress, first of all, illegally, he's not supposed to be in Congress. He is not welcome into our legislature. But when he did do that against the law, he got the biggest standing ovation of anyone who's ever stepped foot in Congress. Something like three and a half minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine applauding some motherfucker for three and a half minutes after he's committed war crimes? So... I don't think I've ever applauded someone for three and a half for minutes anything. after an amazing performance. Yeah. But um, so this is it's <laughs> I am very much in support of Palestinian statehood. I'm very much in support of Palestine getting the justice that they deserve, whether it's statehood, whether it's incorporation into Israel, whatever they want, they deserve. But if, if their goal, if I'm assuming that they had that they made the moves in the UN to get statehood. So if that's what Palestine wants, I support that wholeheartedly. And I'm really worried that this is going to be used as a pretext for war somewhere. And boy, is Donald Trump looking for a pretext for war. He wants nothing more than to just fucking drop bombs somewhere on some brown people. So I really, really, really hope that in this declaration that the uh that the um the UN is prepared to protect them because the, the, the America's about to be ooh, man I wonder if America's going to be considered a rogue nation after they do this shit cuz I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to they're going to um that they're going to uh attempt 
to, to back Israel and whatever Israel decides to do. And Israel has several times disavowed UN uh, mandate. So at this point, is America just going to become the biggest rogue nation in the world and UN is going to have to view it as a, a non-member? Because they're going to fucking, we're going to, America is going to be more than happy to utilize its idle military for some shit. And so it's going to get ugly in the in the Middle East. It's going to get really ugly. And and that is why I am so sad that there's a Biden administration in there right now because he's a hawk. So is Harris. Both of those niggas want to fucking bomb somebody. So we ain't going we this is not going to be a smooth 4 years. It's not even like it's not even like it's not even like we can expect that since they're not going to do anything for progress that they're just going to do nothing. They're going to do significant harm to this world. And that's going to be, that's the sad part is that we missed an opportunity to, to do significant good for our country in lieu of doing significant harm to the world. And I just, it's such a missed opportunity. It's such a missed opportunity. We had so much, we, we had so many opportunities to make something of this administration after Donald Trump because he did so poorly Everybody was, there was only one way to go but up. And they're like, nah, but we can sit at the bottom too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that Biden-Harris is worse than Trump. That's not what I'm saying. I think that they are as bad as Trump. They're definitely not worse than Trump. Trump is just an evil person. Like, through and through, doesn't hide it. Like, he's the he is the cartoon bad guy. Literally, they based it off of him. You know what I mean? The Biden-Harris administration is just, the complacent good guy and it's like what good is a complacent good guy like are you the good guy if you're not saving anyone so it's just it's just a really bad bad situation alrighty so yeah I'll go ahead and and, and wrap on that I'm done doom saying for this episode <laughs> I hope everybody has a good time on their Thanksgiving uh, their Thanksgiving celebrations I don't personally celebrate Thanksgiving but I respect people who do and I hope everyone has a good time uh, I'll get you guys. I'll fill you guys into my uh, my uh, holiday shenanigans on the next episode. Uh, it should be a fun time. So yeah, go ahead and follow us on the social medias if you can. You can see me on Twitter at at home heron or at Korea underscore t, and on the Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.